0: Hello and welcome to Your Business boost Podcast. I have the most wonderful guest to introduce you to today. This woman is celebrating 15 years in business. That's right, 1515. When you consider how many businesses don't even make it through the first year, I thought this is absolutely something to be celebrated and something that I want to know about. I want to know what it is like to have sustained a business for that long. So my guest is Felicity Zadro and she's the founder of Zadro Agency, which is an integrated communications agency here in Sydney. Now, Felicity and I met around the time that she started her business. So she's a friend of a very good friend of mine and Um, we would always run into each other at those big life events like weddings and baby showers. And while everyone seemed to be in that kind of same boat at that time, Felicity was taking the plunge and starting her own business. And I have been really fortunate from just a personal perspective, to have known her and seen her throughout this, um, this period of time, the 15 years, and I have um, seen sort of secondhand, I suppose, how she has navigated that. And when we last ran into each other and she told me that um, the agency was about to celebrate 15 years in business, I asked her to come on here to share what it is actually like to Build and run a business for as long as she has. And she has absolutely shared the highs and the lows with me in our interview today. And I'm really excited for you to hear how she's done it. Um, She's she's described what it was like at the beginning. She talks about each stage of business growth, what's worked, what hasn't. And I know that you are going to benefit from her experience and her insights and her learnings. She has worked so hard to build up her Business and she's had some huge success. Like looking at 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 what does success look like? You know, she's she's worked with incredible organisations. You know, she's won award. She's her legacy in terms of her team is outstanding. But she's also dealt with some really, really crushing lows, which she talks about in our chat. One of those in particular being just the decimation of her client base in the wake of COVID. Um, And you'll hear in our chat that she does get quite emotional when she talks about this. And I think that's the thing that I... Love and admire about her so much is that she actually gives a shit. She really, really cares. She cares about her clients and more importantly, she cares about her team. Uh, Team culture is everything, and um, I have no doubt that that is what has led her to uh, build the business that she has and for her sustained success. She attracts rock stars and she's able to retain those rock stars and she lets them shine. She gets out of their way and lets them be brilliant. And I think that is proof that you don't need to do everything yourself as a business owner and that it's possible to build an incredible business with great people by your side. And that is what Felicity has done. I love this chat. I know you will too. She is full of wisdom and brilliant insights. So let me introduce you to my very clever friend, Felicity Zandrow. Felicity, thank you so much for being here today on Your Business Boost. And congratulations to you, 15 years in business, that is the most incredible achievement.
1: Thank you so much. Yes, 15 years. It feels, some days it feels like 15, some days it feels like three minutes. been a lot of life lived in that time but yes we're very proud to still be
0: here you absolutely should be now i'll the question i want to ask first because i'm all about celebrating success i love to celebrate success and i always encourage other people to do so so i'm busting to know what are you doing to celebrate this incredible milestone
1: well, we're exactly the same, and so we're actually having a month of celebrations.
0: Love. That's um, <laughs> brilliant. That's so cool. We'll
1: probably be extended for a few months. I don't know. See how we feel. So, we, yeah, we, we kicked off our 15th anniversary month, um, which was the 1st of July. So the business was incorporated on the 1st of July 2007. Um, and we, you know, we've been doing things like what were the 15 great songs, um, of 2007 and, you know, putting together a lot of content, of course, as a marketing communications company, we've had, you know, a staff lunch and all sorts of things. And then, um, at the end of the month, we'll be having, um, a pretty special party for 80 of our friends and close colleagues, um, in the city. And so that's a really great opportunity for us to see everybody. You know, it's been a while between seeing some people. Yeah. Um, we've got people coming interstate. Um, you know, we've got one person coming internationally. And so we are really, well, I'm personally really excited just to see everybody together. Um, it's been such a our mission is is about helping our clients connect with their communities. And whilst you can do that digitally and at home, I just feel it's so much part of who we are to actually have people in the room together. Exactly. And I'm really, really looking forward just to seeing people. And I love introducing our clients to each other as yes. well and colleagues. And um, and there's just so much um, synergy there and so many ways that people can connect. So events in the past that we've had, and we've had a number of these over the years, of course, we... Call them Zadro tables, and they're really about just just opposing the a sort of Italian traditional way of eating and share platters with really new and upcoming information. So that's will be the flavor of the event at the end of the month.
0: I love it. That's so good. A month long celebration is how yeah we should absolutely celebrate everything. But I just yes, fifteen years. It's definitely worth celebrating. So we're we're seeing you here today. 15 years down the line would you mind just sharing with the listeners how it all began and how how you got to be here now
1: yeah sure so in lots of ways I was well I was working in the events industry and was a national communications manager mm-hmm. and up until that time um I was working, you know, very hard doing all those things and launching websites and doing brands and everything. But just before that, I actually was working as a social scientist. So communications is my second profession. And when I left working as being a social scientist and then went back to university and and did communications management, I also took a lot of my old employers along with me because what I was working as a social scientist at that time was very specific and and, uh, niche So after working in comms for a while, um, I had a few people kind of contact me, my old bosses wanting me to do things. And I'd say, you know, I've got a full-time job, right? And they go, yeah, I know. But so this kind of grew. And then in the job that I was at, I was very much um, sort of had reached a bit of a hump. And in comms, it's common that we have a lot of work, rebranding, doing lots of things. And then we go into maintenance mode. And I was certainly in maintenance mode. And I'd always had this sort of idea that I wanted to work somewhere that where the culture was really important to me. So um, I really was excited by the idea of putting my money where my mouth was, I guess, and putting into practice all these things that I had studied in my master's degree, my communications degree. And so I I don't know what came over me one day, to be honest, Michelle. (laughs) I thought um, I'm going to go to my boss and I'm just going to try this out. So I thought, right, well, I was doing things on the side anyway. And I thought I might just give this a bit of a crack. So I went to my boss and I said, hello, I want a pay rise, but I only want to work three days a week. Will you give me your blessing, so to speak? and he said, so you want me to pay you the same amount of money but only work three days? And I went, yeah. <laughs> he said, okay, we can do that. So he was such a great supporter and still is um, 15 years on and a real mentor for me. And so I went to work with working at what that meant and, and then also trying to name myself. So as everybody knows, naming everything is so difficult. So
0: hard, yep.
1: But about seven or eight months before this all happened, um, my grandfather had passed away, and he was his name was Felice Zadro, and we were very close, and um, I'd spent a lot of time with him, interviewing him about his life, etc. And he had a very influential, community-oriented life in the Italian community in Western Sydney. And so, you know, without having to think of something else and also he was so much in my mind because he had recently passed, I decided to give it an interim name, which was Zadro Communications, named after him. Oh. And then so that's all sort of happened and then I started on the 1st of July. Um, Six months later I employed. Um, Seven months later I went to my boss and said, Know about that three-day thing um I'm now working six days a week I really can only do one day for you and he became a retained client which I retained all this time mm-hmm. and then a couple of months after that I took my first lease in Surrey Hills employed a couple more times um and then before you know it you know we were four years in and um, I had eight staff in, a, in an office in Surrey Hills so it happened very quickly mm. I remember the moment because I used to always think, how much would this cost me to wrap it up if it didn't work? How much would I be in debt? <laughs> or oh. Yeah. And I always knew every day that I was only six weeks away from having to close this up or well, my liabilities or staff, you know, staff costs, rent costs, etc., or then it was eight and then it was three months. Oh wow. And then I remember a year later thinking, "Oh wow, I haven't thought about that for a long time. Oh. I don't think I could ever go back."
0: So what? So what? <laughs> mark was that then? Where, where were you at then? About the Was that about what five years? Um,
1: like- I'd say it was probably about um, probably about three years in. Wow. And um, I thought to myself, "Wow, I haven't thought about that exit strategy for a while." <laughs> and. I knew that was, you know, a big moment. And, and and the first time I went on a holiday, you know, leaving the business to others, you know, those type of moments really stuck with me because they were so formative in the in those beginning years. Yeah. yeah.
0: How long did it take you to do that, go on your first holiday and leave the business properly behind?
1: Oh, probably longer than it should have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd say it was probably close to two years. Yep. And um, my sister was living in Italy and I went to visit her and mm-hmm. her husband at that time. and every second photo of me is on me on my on my um, phone on your
0: phone <laughs> <laughs> Just to emails. So you left but you didn't really leave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's amazing, uh, and you, coming back to something that you said earlier about what you have been sharing this month for your 15 years, and something that you I saw you shared for the anniversary was 15 quotes, and one of the quotes that you shared was, which I absolutely loved, was from Winston Churchill, and it was, "Success is not final; failure is not fatal. It's the courage to continue that counts." And I think that that just captures the roller coaster that is running a business. But I also feel like you have really embodied that in, in that just roller coaster ride that is uh, running a business for the last 15 years. Um, can you just, I guess, give us a little bit of an insight into some of the highs and the lows of, because, of, you know, I know that there has been some of both, particularly over the last couple of years for you.
1: Oh, uh, look, You know, sometimes I feel like there's the the, I always say the running a business is like having the highest that you will never have as an employee, but you will you have the lows that you will never, ever have as an employee. And sometimes that can all happen before 11 o'clock on a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And so the randomness of of business and uh, professional services is, you know, it takes getting used to. Absolutely. Um, sometimes, you know, I'm very organised and we're very planned with what we do, but, you know, sometimes it just, you just get sideswiped by things. So I think some of the highs have been um, certainly the team and anything associated with the team. We've got my job is to manage culture, give people resources, get the hell out of the way, you know, and I think that that before everything. Is the most important thing. My my staff are more important to me than my clients, so they always come first. Mm-hmm. And we have, you know, had to let go of clients, um, you know, quite a few times over the fifteen years because the behaviour coming back to us wasn't of a standard that I would accept. Yep. Um, and so, you know, I think as the leader. My job is to create environment in which people are psychologically safe—we call it now—but yeah. also thriving. And um, so that's that's repaid me in, in you know in spades. And we have such a tight team; we're we're able to get through a lot of stuff because we know each other really well. So I think the first big um, achievement for me was. You know, really putting my sign up on the first office in Surrey Hills—it was just such a moment.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: And I think when you do professional services too, you don't have anything practical to sell, so there's no. (laughs) Like here, try my.
0: You know, here's my here's my product. Here's my thing that I created. It's like, yeah, yes, but the name on the door is a big thing.
1: It is. I think, you know, winning some big projects, delivering amazing work. Um, we've, won, we've won or become a finalist in 19 awards over this time. So they've all been amazing moments. But, you know, I love it when I'm not involved in things. There's clients that come to our parties and I have no idea who they are. That's a great one for me. Yeah. Um, you know, just achieving budget is always a challenge and it's, mm-hmm. it's a great one. And I think in terms of the challenges, we've had so many as well, you know, difficult staff members who've been very disruptive. When staff members leave, I'm like the worst boss to resign to because I cry and yep. tell people that they're yes. leaving me. And it's all very personal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and, you know, we've had things like floods in the office and just all that administrational mm. stuff. I think obviously the pandemic for us was the biggest one, um, massively impacted. We have a specialty in the business events and business tourism world. And in March 2020, um, at the peak of that season, of that of that industry, um, obviously everything collapsed. Um, and within 10 working days, I had, um, yeah, 85% of our income cancelled. Oh,
0: Jesus. Mm. Oh, my God.
1: So it was... You know, just gut wrenching. Uh, I mean, I, you say it now and you think, you know, just you have such a disconnect almost from the emotion because there's was so much emotion. Mm. But the, I was also, so we you know, basically lost the business within 10 days. And yeah. one of those weeks I was actually overseas. So,
0: oh, sh- what, trying to get back?
1: Trying to get back.
0: Oh, God.
1: <laughs> and, um, I just remember, just that moment when I thought, you know, this is over, mm. and the 13 years of work had just disappeared, you know, and in a heartbeat, and and not having any real control over mm. that. Mm. Um, you know, contracts were ignored. Yeah, And there was no point arguing. No one had any money anyway. They
0: didn't sense. have anything to pay you with, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I think, you know, we're a real JobKeeper kind of success story. Um, but it was so difficult um, getting my head around it mm. and just what was I going to do? And I'd recently moved house and bought a new house and so it was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to afford this now. Um it, it was just the shock of it. Yeah. In addition to that, I was also a board member on a association board for the events and exhibition space and I had a front row seat to the collapse yeah. of that industry, which is, look, coming back. Yeah. But when you have your livelihood of a whole industry of people mm. completely... Taken from out of there, you know, from pulled from, from out from underneath them. Mm. Um, it was just traumatic. And every week on the board members, um, you know, our board meetings, it was just. You know, I'd say like the men just got hairier and more despairing because they could, you know, with the men, they just, they stopped shaving. They, stopped, you know, they just the hair,
0: kept growing just their the beards. They
1: just kept growing. That's my mum my memory of that. At least Danny. it was
0: the men getting hairier and not the women. <laughs>
1: um, but we lost 90,000 jobs in that industry and livelihoods and knowing that people were selling homes and going into the rental market after years and just, it was just carnage. Mm. Um, for me personally and for Zadro, um, it was the first time in 13 years that I actually didn't have a thousand million things to do in one day. Yes. Um, so actually for me, looking back, it was not all like it was traumatic, but there was space as well. It wasn't yep. like a normal trauma that you go through where your life is still moving at mm-hmm. 100 miles per hour. mm mm-hmm. We sort of waited it out and then we realised that people were coming back and and then I, after a lot of soul-searching, to be honest, about what I wanted to do and everything, then um, we relaunched the business in October 1st, 2020, yeah. and mm-hmm. then I employed everyone back and then we've been going on since. And we've made a lot of changes. We're a different business. Yeah. Um, but obviously you know extremely challenging yeah um and so this is why we wanted to celebrate the 15th Mm. like we have because it's uh from going from full steam to nothing and then back up again back again
0: yeah yeah yeah. it's incredible felicity and just yeah like a a, yeah a credit to you for for doing like that yeah rising from the ashes literally Mm. um so uh, I mean, I don't know how you're going to answer this question, but I do want to ask because, you know, like you've you've talked about the highs and lows. I think all, you know, all businesses and yours in particular have, go through seasons. Um, so over the last 15 years, which season do you think you've learned the most from?
1: Such a good question. Um, I don't think there's anything quite like finding, uh, founding a business. Yeah. Like, I don't think that, And I remember thinking during the pandemic, I'm so glad I've been doing this for 13 years and not three years. Yes. I just kept (laughs) thinking about that. Yeah. Um, So I think that setting up the business for that first five years, I mean, I worked 80, 90 hours a week. I pretty much didn't do anything else. Yeah. Um, You know, I was 29. Um, My friend's. You know, we're getting married and having babies and going yes. to concerts, and I was spending yes. my money at Office Works, and um, mm. it was a lot of personal sacrifice um, and challenge. And doing it on my own was very taxing. Um, so I think that really that was extraordinary. And then I guess the last bit you there's lots of things i've changed but i think having the the business experience underneath me and then also having you know i've worked with 470 companies so the experience that you gather along the way really imprints on you and so whilst it was difficult obviously and gut-wrenching um and you had to do a lot of soul searching the last couple of years to make some strong decisions. I still feel like finding like is founding a business is. There's just nothing like it.
0: There isn't. I, I I couldn't agree more. Like I just think you learn so much about yourself, and that's probably around the time that I met you. I think listening like because you know that was the period when people were you know we we met at weddings, pens, baby showers you know that's where I'd always run into you and I just remembered you know you're always happy you're always so engaged with what was going on around you you know, in that moment. It wasn't like blew in, blew out, where's Felicity? Oh, she's working. Like it was not, there was, you were a very, you were a good friend at that time as well, like I noticed. So, um, yeah, but it is, it's it, starting a business um, and building the way that you have, it it does, it uh, it teaches you so much about Absolutely. yourself and what you're capable of. And um, what do you think though, though, like in terms of you still being, here at 15 years down the track what would you say the key things that like that, that what they are that have contributed to you actually still being around all this time <laughs> um,
1: so yeah I mean there's a couple of big things and mm. one of them is that when I started Zadro I didn't come from the business world so to speak yeah. so mm. I'd spent Um, the early part of my career, as I said, in um, poorly funded not-for-profits being a social scientist. And then when I decided to, I went travelling and did all that and then went back to uni, as I said, and then started, I was really my big first step into like like a full-time business industry. And so I didn't have a network.
0: Uh. Um,
1: And so... I often say to people that I spent the first five years drinking really bad sparkling wine and canapes yes. and that was pretty much my diet. Yes. So I, because I wasn't married and I, you know, I didn't have a partner and I didn't have children, I used that time and I was out all the time.
0: You went to everything?
1: Everything. I went to a networking function at least once or twice a week, built my reputation in my network and then I also and this is something that you know people don't unless you unless you start a business I I don't know if this is really lands with people but I just gave away a lot of things I did a lot of free work I sat on committees Mm -hmm. I organized stuff and I had a real and still do have a real like abundance mentality so um, I think in having an abundance mentality, and you know what we would call now like a, you know, a, um, an open or infinite mindset, which is what we call it now, um, yeah. is is very helpful because you you're not thinking short term. If I if I spend three hours with this person, what am I going to get back? Yeah, you just keep chucking things out and. Yeah. So I think that 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 helped because I ended up with a really and still do have a very strong professional network, and I really enjoy that. Um, and I've been very involved with boards and you know talking at this and talking at that and yeah. giving stuff for free. I think the other thing is that we, um, I only employ smart ambitious and caring people
0: mm.
1: and if people if we're not going above and beyond like all the time then when it, it, it's, it's just not going to cut it because there's three thousand marketing agencies in, in Australia like we don't need another one and mm-hmm. but obviously you find your niche and you find your foothold and We've had clients for 13 years, 8 years, 9 years, Mm -hmm. 10 years, 6 years. Um, And they keep coming back, I think, because we don't take them for granted. And we ourselves have so much professional um, rigour and we demand so much of ourselves. And so sometimes I have conversations with my staff and I'm like, okay, enough. Like we don't, we've done the job. We've done it really well. Oh, my it.
0: God, yes. I
1: need to, you know, and it's this constant how can we improve? Mm. That's a mentality that is difficult to teach, mm. um, but it's having an exceptionally high standard for yourself and your work and your yes. colleagues. And so we back each other up and we all go forward together. And that's a huge thing. And one of the biggest things that I hear is how people love working with the Zadra team. Not me, with the team.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: And, um, you know, that's that's pretty cool. So that's been, um, you know, and, and just being like not sweating the small stuff so much, you know, like there's a lot of emotion, especially in the last few years, of mm-hmm, course, with everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But being able to kind of deal with the problems, take try and take the emotion out of it and try and come up with a solution that kind of cuts through, gets on, moves on, let's just get on with it. And that, that sort of approach mm. helps us deal with the volume of work that we're doing and, um, you know, and I should say we're, you know, full capacity again and uh, have been for a while now. So it's a really about saying, you know, where do we want to spend our energy here?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I think those three things. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I love. What you? I, I'm just going to back up something that you said about your team because I I have actually worked like you know I worked with people who have worked for you and you do attract these incredible people into your team who do go above and beyond and I think that that's a real intrinsic part of them. Like I think you attract okay. people. You know you've got that values alignment. You know I'm, I'm sure there's lots and lots of things that you have taught them or they've learned on the job like from a skills perspective. Oh. But I think that that actual ingrained nature that of the people that you attract is stand out really stand out, um, stand out individuals. So I guess you know, I mean, because for a lot of people, staffing staffing can create opportunities, but it can also cause big big pain in the bum, as you touched on earlier. So I think you know when it's when it comes to letting go of the reins and letting someone do what you've been doing? Like how did you go, because obviously we're seeing you now, 15 <laughs> years down the track, how did you go letting go of the reins? Because, I, you know, I'd love to hear that. And then, you know, working with team, how has that helped the business grow? Like, you know, how have you just managed that?
1: It's, a, it's certainly the hardest part and I think with all my co- clients and colleagues, everyone talks about the same issues. Yeah. And Now we're in a workforce issue in terms of not being able to find people Um, so I think for me the reason I started by doing that e-myth thing so I read the e-myth yeah what it did was I had a I had a 10-year vision for Zadro Mm -hmm. and I wrote an organizational chart and I listed all the names and the job descriptions of all the roles
0: yep Keep in this mind was right, we... this was right at the beginning. Like, oh, yeah. It's yeah. like
1: one of the first documents I ever did. Yep. Um, I didn't. My first document actually wasn't an operations manual.
0: <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> oh, this, uh, so that warms the cockles of my heart because I'm like such a systems and processes person. And the fact that that was the first thing that you did, that's like, yes, gold yeah. stars, Felicity, gold stars.
1: <laughs> and so it was like I had this mentality that I would just. Really, just step into my future. Would just live my future.
0: Love that.
1: Yeah. So I kind of just approached every day as if I had ten staff, and it was literally me on my own for six months. And and I used to go and have my own staff meetings. You know, I was living in Coogee at the time, and go and have my staff meeting with me, myself, and I. And, but the first one of the first documents was this organizational chart, which I still have, and I had all the jobs, and then I put FZ next to all the things. Yeah. And then, then I brought in um, my first employee, uh, Julia Shatar, who, who was a friend of a friend and mm-hmm. just a glorious person and still is. And she's gone on to do amazing things and, and lives in San Fran. But she, and I know, you know, I remember sitting down with her the first time and like crossing out an FZ and putting JS next to her, her job and being very clear. And this actually helps me very much today about. Being in small business was about being very clear when I was account manager, very clear about when I was bookkeeper, very clear when I was MD, BD, marketing director, salesperson, um, cleaner.
0: Yes. So (laughs) I,
1: I, I got very practiced at putting my hat on and putting my hat off. And this versatility of job clarity has actually really helped me and it's really helped me manage people because I'd say in this project you are the x and I am the x and sometimes in projects my junior staff would be the account manager and I would be their account executive because we just needed a second on it and they say your job is to run this and my job is to help you so that um was very useful yeah um, and you know we've had we've employed a lot of people over the time and I've had a you know a lot of interns as well which I've really enjoyed um, and not everyone's worked out but uh, you know really when I go back to it what was the what was the guiding principle of starting this thing it was to create a workplace where I wanted to work and that I wanted to be respected and I'm, you know, you know me, I'm, I'm not sure I'm coming forward in my opinion. Yes. So mm. other people would be like, well, I would want to know what other people think. And so creating this kind of culture of this has really helped that. And when there's been busy times and I've, I've had up to 18 staff, you're not across all the details, right. um, then I've had the teams, I've had my culture push people out right. because... That person is not value lined to people in the team. And they would say, This is not, ex- this behavior is not appropriate, or Fell or wouldn't like this. Mm-hmm. And then it would come up to me and they'd go, Look, we don't think this person's working out. This is the reason why. And then, you know, you would deal with things. But um, yeah, so I think in terms of there's only so much one person can do, but you can build a system around you that really. Make sure that that's um, those things that you want to see, those values that you believe in are really living, are really living lived up to. Yeah,
0: yeah, Yeah. I love that. That's so good. Yeah, and you do you you attract incredible people. But um, yes, as you said, there are times when when it doesn't work out. But I think the fact that 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 building that team culture was always paramount, like so important to you, right from the get go. Tell me the ten year vision. Were you there at 10 years? Were you there before the 10 years? Like that's, yes. I'm always interested to know that. We superseded the 10-year vision at five years. I thought you were going to say that. I had a feel like I bet you <laughs> got there before the 10 uh, years. I did. Five years. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, it was a really actually difficult time for me, um, to be honest, because, you know, businesses go through different phases and you're coming to the end of your startup period. Mm. And I thought this would take 10 years. We did it in five. And I was like, oh, crap. Now what am I going to do? <laughs> because what was the vision now? Yes. And being such a goal-oriented person,
0: mm.
1: I had to, I just like, I was just like, "Yep, yeah, I've got to work towards it, I've got to work towards it, I've got to work towards it. And we got there and I went, oh, I don't have anything after.
0: Now what? Yeah
1: I floundered for oh, a good eight months. Yeah, absolutely floundered. Just, yes. I was just lost in the wilderness about it. Um, and then what happened was that um, a, friend, a really good friend of mine um, had uh, experienced this innovation grant from the government. And it meant that if you fulfilled certain criteria, they would pay for a consultant to come and uh, work with your organisation. I don't think they have them anymore. It might be called something else. Yeah. We um, had fulfilled the turnover requirement and all these other things. And so then I had someone come and um, work with me and uh, assess the business And then we went 50-50 government and us in paying a consultant to then implement that plan. Mm -hmm. And that was amazing and really the power of external consultants. I mean, I know we're both those, but it really worked for me. (laughs) And at the seven and a half year mark, we rebranded, we relaunched the business, we restructured. I did all the re's. We rebranded, restructured, or we moved. Yeah. And, relocated. Um, <laughs> re- yeah, yeah, that's right. Relocated. Mm. Thank you. We um, did so many things and we relaunched as Zadro Agency with our brand, which we still carry today. So we became quite a different business. And then that was great for me because then I had a new structure and plan, a whole new set of businesses, uh, business problems, walk, walking into the second phase of business evolution as well. Mm-hmm. Much bigger team, had a management team, um, you know, and just became a much more professional body. Like in grown t-
0: up. You went into your grown up. Years. Yeah, we went
1: into teenage years, yes. i Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so productivity assessments and, mm-hmm. you know, time sheeting properly and raising prices. Yeah. Um, yeah, all that kind of stuff happened around that time.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you, uh, you, you mentioned that you did the split with the, like um, in terms of the payment of the consultant. Did you ever get any additional funding or was this, or is this all just it's been you bootstrapped?
1: No, bootstrapped. So yeah. Um, Yes, I don't, I've never had a business loan. Mm-hmm. Um, I started with $5,000 and a laptop. Uh, um, I don't have a rich partner that's no.
0: always <laughs> putting money. Or, or rich parents. Or There's rich not a little nest parents egg, pot of, yeah. pot of gold down the backyard. <laughs>
1: no, I know it's all been... Um, it's all been, it's all been yeah.
0: yeah, absolutely. Felicity, that's you're amazing. That's so cool. Something that um I wanted to talk to you about because um you know, but as as service providers, we, like I often joke, joke with people about you know plumbers having leaky taps and builders' houses falling down. And what I do see a lot with the women that I support is that they are so good at delivering their service to their clients that then when they have to take care of that thing for themselves it's often put on the back burner and given that you're in the business of helping businesses communicate better you really do walk your talk and i was wondering how you ensure that that happens in you know oh. in terms of <laughs> in terms of treating it with the importance that you give it in amongst all of your client obligations and the competing priorities and stuff. Can we, can we talk about how you do that?
1: Well, first of all, I'm glad you think that. And and then well, that's, <laughs> you know what?
0: You and Look, it's probably not up to your, in, in, as far as you're concerned, your standards, but from an outsider point of view, the optics are pretty good.
1: Thank you. Well, look, honestly, like everyone else, you know, I always say, you know, cobbler's children have no shoes and yes. we have struggled big time with this. Okay. It's been a very big struggle for us. Um, you know, we, it, it's, it's so funny because we, we've had such sort of bursts of it over our yes. time
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: we go wow look at that isn't it amazing marketing works you know like for <laughs> ourselves or we go let's enter an award oh my god we won it you know like fancy doing things like that like mm-hmm. so um yeah we i think we've right now we have the best solution that we have um and i don't do the marketing for zedro the team does okay. and. um we have like, they have like burst meetings and they actually do the work. You know, they have lock F time and they have brainstorming and things like that. And obviously, like they,
0: they literally just, lock themselves and, yeah. and do it at the seat. That is gold. Like, yeah. that is so good. Don't have a freaking meeting about it. Don't talk about it. Don't, you know, death by committee. Just lock yourselves in a cage and do it. I love it. That's so good.
1: Yeah. And so yeah. The, th- the three three of them who are on it, they, um, you know, if it's on Zoom or whatever, they just put it on and they're, they're writing and they're talking and they're yep. chatting around it. Brilliant. We also, uh, one of the big things that changed it was in our time sheeting, we mm-hmm. actually made Zadro Marketing a job. Uh-huh. Um, so we, we do try and treat it like a job. Yep. Great. And we've had different bursts about it. But, like, for example, our website um, you know, we. I think it took us a long time to get that, and it was also the second iteration because the first one I, it was my idea and I didn't like it, so we had to redo it. And so, absolute <laughs> worst <laughs> marketing client ever. Are
0: you, so we can blame you. <laughs> so,
1: and we, of course, our standard has to be so high because people are looking at us. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So it's it's a lot of pressure on to do it and to yep. do it well. Mm-hmm. but we have a couple of brands that we carry that we carry mm. they all require work and um and but we really go I think you, you think it's about the voice you know that's what I said what, what's the authentic Zadro voice here mm. what do we stand for um what when you come into our world what what would you expect yep. and what's that language reflected as well as our visual and uh, visual communication and so yeah, it, it helps. We have an exceptional creative director as well, and she's you know that brand um, advocate for us as well. So yeah, things look good.
0: Yeah, they do. Yes, I think yeah. You said like that's that's how I feel. Like I see what I would expect to see from you. That's yeah. I guess the point. <laughs> Whereas like you might be like, oh, but it's definitely. <laughs> um, so what do just what do you think? You know, if you had to pick a thing, what do you think the most impactful thing that you've done to boost your business would be?
1: You know, I think one of the things that's really worked well for us is um, public speaking. So I've done a lot of it, obviously, Mm -hmm. pre-COVID. Yeah. And there was a lot more opportunities and I enjoy it and we often will get a client from that. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's been really good
0: um is that you proactively going out and finding those opportunities or is that you just saying yes to what comes through the door or how have you gone about getting those opportunities
1: yeah a bit of both Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. I think we especially when you're choosing a professional service consultant and something so sort of you know uh, there's so many options with with marcoms and there's so much creative license and but also strategy. And I think people are more comforted when they can hear the principal speak and understand the philosophy about where it comes from Mm -hmm. and what am I going to get into my, what am I getting myself into? Because it's like an accountant where you don't, chop and change your accountant every year and mm. certainly not like that with comms. So yeah. I totally respect that decision of people to sort of sign up with us and what that sense of comfort about mm-hmm. our philosophy on comms, mm-hmm. especially when the profession has completely shifted over the last 5, 10 years. It's so confusing. Uh, it's digitised, digitised. It's, yes. you know, the media has gone berserk. Mm-hmm. Um you know, how do you even work out how to navigate that? And if you're working with people who don't sort of value the same things you do, then that's just going to make everything so much harder. So, yeah, so that, that's worked for us. Um, look, just consistency. You know, like I always say to my team, like anyone can be great. That's easy. But try and be great every bloody day. Mm-hmm. That's freaking hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right? So don't build something that you can't continue you know and because people will judge you on it mm. um so quality is so important everything that flies out our doors are is proofread three times yeah um you know 99% of the time we get it right sometimes we don't but you know it's it's so that type of stuff is really important um yeah so i think that's helped consistency and um and the other thing I have to say is that we've had a very consistent staff group for a long time. Yeah. Um, so our relationships are deep. Mm. Um, we love, we're like a big family and a lot of our sort of core clients have been working with us for a long time. Yeah. Um, and that, that's just a gift. That is, that's amazing. It's, we love it.
0: Yeah. It's a gift, but it's deserved. It's a credit to you. What you've built and and what you deliver—that's so cool. And thank you for for sharing so generously and openly about what it has been like to be on on this fifteen-year journey. Mm. So I have one final question, and it's a question that I ask all of my guests to leave our listeners with one recommendation that would boost their business or their life. It could be a book, uh, something you've watched, something you've read, something you've eaten. What is your Recommendation? can i have two sure you can because it's only because it's your business birthday
1: <laughs> well i wanted to um do a plug and talk about zadra university yep um, so we're launching an online um on-demand training um, of the business we've had it since 2018 but yep. we're launching that so i think all those marcoms people who are struggling with the weight of expectation from bosses and colleagues and um it's designed for the person who's sitting there and the only MA professional in a room full of non-MA professionals who all have opinions about what they should be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a real sort of boost in the arm for skills. Um, yes. So that's um, coming soon. And I guess the, the, uh, my other one is this amazing book called Cassandra Speaks by Elizabeth Lesser. Uh-huh. And um, it's called When Women Are the Storytellers, The Human Story Changes. And it's so profound, this book, the first half of it anyway, Yeah. um, talking about the big myths in Western civilization that we talk about and how we have all ingested them, but how if they were told through the women's eye how different things would be.
0: It
1: goes right to the heart of things like, um, the Adam and Eve story, um, you know, all sorts of really important big stories in our life, um, Cassandra as well. And and so these origin stories that we have in Western culture and how women have had to then fight against these concepts of um, being second to men or, mm-hmm. um, you know, the Madonna Hall thing yeah. or um, women... Bitching with these other women, which is never experienced, never something I've experienced, and how you know these conversations that we have in our life has so constructed. Um, and she, Elizabeth Lesser, um, rewrites them from a woman's perspective.
0: Amazing. Okay, <laughs> I will put. The link to that in the show notes that sounds yeah. incredible yeah. thank you and also to the zadra university um, as well so Z- is it zadra university or is it going to be zoo
1: that's uh dot forward slash zoo Z U
0: love i love it so clever (laughs) so clever what you've created there (laughs) um so yeah i'll share all the links to that um and how can we get more of you in our life if we want to connect with you felicity where do you hang out most is it linkedin
1: linkedin um our website of course um Mm -hmm. zadraagency.com.au but for me yeah linkedin is always best for me yeah i'm happy to take messages or answer questions or help in any way we can
0: Thank you so much. You have been absolutely brilliant. I've loved having this birthday chat with you. (laughs) Thank you, Michelle. Such a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Oh, how awesome is Felicity? I hope that you enjoyed that interview as much as I enjoyed having it. She is a very, very wise woman. And if all of her talk about her team and the brilliance of having those incredible people in her business has inspired you to take the leap. Check out my five-step reset by delegating and outsourcing masterclass. This is your jumping off point. If you are ready to get set to lighten your load in your business start here. This is an instant access masterclass that you can watch at any time. Um, and it is going to give you those five steps to reset the way that you are working by delegating and outsourcing so much value in just one hour. So jump on over to Michelle Broadbent.online forward slash delegate and download it right now. Um, the link for that is in the show notes if um, if you haven't caught it. But Felicity was just like you once okay she was a solopreneur she started on her own and she built out her team you can do it too. And let me tell you, I know the transformation that happens once you do. And that's absolutely what I'm here for, for you. So go and check out that masterclass. Have an incredible week. Thanks for spending some time with me. And I look forward to chatting to you again next week. Thanks for sharing some of your day with me today. I hope it's given you a little boost. To continue the conversation or access any of the resources mentioned in this episode, visit michellebroadbent.com.au. And if you want to give me a boost, you can hit subscribe and be sure to tell your friends. Speak soon.